0: Welcome to the Grace Baptist Church podcast for Sunday, April 24th, 2022. Today's sermon will be from Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 29. If you'd like to follow along, please go to gracebaptistchurchnc.org, click the current sermons link at the top, and click today's manuscript. Welcome to Grace Baptist Church. So you don't miss John too much, I have prepared for you today 18 points, Four applications under each point, and for kids, I'm gonna try my best to work in a few. Y'all look up (laughs) here. Nah, it's uh, it's 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 great. We're grateful for the opportunity. All the elders are, and we're grateful that those opportunities don't come much. So, we're gonna be in Matthew chapter 15 today. Matthew chapter 15. And we're going we're gonna to roll verses 21 to 28. So I'm going to read it. Then we're going to pray. And the way this deal is going to roll today is... Um, I'm going to try to retell the story, the occurrence. If Justin was here, he would get so mad for me saying it's a story. It's not a story. It's an occurrence. Then we're going to try to work through... At least one of the really difficult uh, verses in, in this section of Scripture, and then a couple observations from uh, just based on some some of the people in the in the occurrence. So let's read Matthew 15, and I'm reading now the ESV. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying... Send her away, (laughs) for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him and said, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, "O oh, woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Let's pray. Father, may the words of my mouth be pleasing to you. Edifying to your church and for those that hear that might be lost today, they might hear the gospel for the first time. Christ's name, Amen. So Chinese people can come across rude. For those that are visiting, my wife and I and family, we spent three years in China, and our job was to go into the school system and you know we we we. We taught a "quote unquote" English lesson, culture, whatever, and normally the Chinese English teacher would be in there with us. I mean, it was more song and dance, entertainment. And after the lessons, I mean, the lessons were fifty minutes long. There were seventy kids in a class, and it was exhausting. So after the lessons, we would go to the we would go to the teachers' lounge and just kind of hang out and chill. And uh, after one particular lesson, I was, you know. Exhausted, comes in. I mean, there's no air conditioning. It's just, you know, sweating. And uh, sitting down at the teacher's lounge, and the the Chinese English teacher, who didn't speak much better English than (laughs) than the student, said, Oh, I like your lesson very much. Thank you. You remind me of my first English friend, American friend, when I was in college. Except he was much more handsome than you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Wouldn't be anything for them to say, Oh, you looks like you're fatter these days. Appreciate it. Looks like you're older these days. Oh, you don't have as much hair. Thank you, thank you, thank you. feel like I need to write you a check. It should be a copay with this, right? <laughs> I mean, you don't get this kind of honesty unless you go to the doctor. But the truth of the matter is, they're far from rude. In fact, they're the nicest people in the world. It's just the, the language and the culture sometimes makes that what comes out sound worse than it is. So, so today, we, we have a text that is puzzling on the surface. If we didn't know Jesus any better, if we didn't know that Jesus was the the most kind and loving person that's ever walked the face of the earth, we would certainly think that his bedside manner needed to be worked on. It it certainly appears that he's called this lady a dog. It certainly appears that he is not interested in, in helping her. So what I hope to do today is, again, go back and retell the story. Let's look at it. Let's figure out what Jesus is doing. And, and, and along the way, the explanations will lead to the applications, right? So um, let's, let's, uh, let's go back through the text. Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. So Jesus has been ministering in the Galilean province you might say or in the galilean area the bible says that he withdrew from there there's speculation right i mean it doesn't clearly tell us why but it's largely largely viewed that the reason that jesus was withdrawing from galilee is is there was this growing sense of jesus being this messiah Military Messiah that was going that the people wanted to raise up and grab their swords and trample over the Romans. and we, we know that that's not Jesus' way, right? He, even his disciples, those closest to him, didn't quite understand it. There was also the constant back and forth with the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And in some ways, Jesus probably was withdrawing just to get a little rest, just to have a break. But as they say, there is no rest for the weary because as soon as he gets to Tyre and Sidon, and by the way, this is not a borderline region. It It took some time to get to this place. This is probably 25 to 50 miles away from where he had been ministering. So that's, uh, in in a world where there's no cars or bikes or whatever, it's, it's, it's a walk. But he finds a Canaanite woman. Now that word right there, Canaanite, should pop your, you know, it should perk your ears up. In the New Testament, Canaanite is used one time, this time. No more. But in the Old Testament, we hear a lot about Canaanites, right? Canaanites were the enemies of the people of God. Canaanites were not a part of the covenant community. In in fact, God told the people of Israel to remove them from the land, extinguish them. In in some ways, this Canaanite woman being here, it, it, it almost shows the disobedience of Israel because they were still around. But the Canaanite woman says something incredible. She comes to him and calls him son of David. Lord. Now, let's do a little parenthesis here, right? So Matthew the writer probably is using this woman and her faith in juxtaposition with that of the people of God's "quote unquote lack of faith." In other words, <laughs> in all the, the, the occurrences that we have of Jesus, never, never does a Jew call him son of David. Yet we see it here from a Canaanite woman. Someone who is an, an enemy of the people of God. Then we look at what the disciples how the disciples react it, it it's really it, it's really encouraging yet discouraging at the same time uh, uh, discouraging is that the disciples seeing the need just want to rush her off S- Jesus send her on her way it, 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 it just reminds us that even people that are close to christ we have our we have our blind spots we, we are so we, the, the media unfortunately is, is, is so polarizing these days where you know you, you've got this critical race theory crazy thing that comes out where that everybody's a closet racist right I mean it's, it's ridiculous It's the craziest thing in the world. But the wrong way to approach that is to go all the way to the other side and not admit that even we have blind spots, right? We have blind spots on race. We have blind spots on ethnicity. We have blind spots on gender at times. We too have blind spots, but that's not what this sermon's about. But even Jesus even his approach seems on the surface to be ugh, a little uncomfortable at, at first he didn't say anything i mean this woman is crying out have mercy on me o lord have mercy she just didn't say anything but she's not deterred she comes back to her to him. And he then says, I, I, I'm, I'm sent to the people of Israel, to the lost sheep of Israel. Yet she comes back again. This time bowing down before him. And, and, and the prayer that she that she that she it, I mean it's essentially a prayer, help me. And then, it, then when Jesus drops the bomb, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Now, what could Jesus be doing? What? So, I want to suggest to you that he is not being unkind. <laughs> right. No-brainer. Jesus is not unkind. I'm not sure of the answer, but I've got two ways that I approach it, and I want to throw them both out there to you, and and you can decide for yourself. The one thing I'm certain of is that Jesus loves this woman, and we will see that later in the text. Um, Perhaps 90% of us aren't in love with our jobs. Yeah, some people are. Benny loves his job. John loves his job. I don't love mine. I I live with a person that doesn't love their job. And I'm not talking about Connie. So normally, on a week-by-week basis, I would say that approximately 198 times during the week, we hear the phrase, I hate my job. I'm quitting my job. I'm sick of this. I'm not going to do. I, I'm do, I'm done. I'm. I'm oh, it's over. 198 times, roughly. For 197 of those times, I feel like I'm a pretty good parent. I, I feel like I'm giving good advice, honey. I understand. All jobs are difficult, tough. It's not. It's not easy what you do. I get it. Understand. You know, you do have three months off during the summer. Oh, I it's 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 tough. I, I get it. It's it's. But then something breaks on the 198th time, and 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 I change, and the conversation goes a little like this: I'd quit too. I can't believe that you even want to keep that job. It's ridiculous. Let's quit right now. Hey, give me, your, give me your phone. I'll text your boss. This is... You're, you're, what? You don't need to worry about your bills. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Just bills. In fact, I wouldn't even text your boss. Just don't show up. Stop it. Just stop right now. Now, what am I trying to do? Am I really trying to teach to quit the job? Uh-uh. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to voice back to her (laughs) the same things that she's thinking in her mind, helping her to realize that what she's thinking in her mind is ridiculous. I believe that that might be what Jesus is doing. He, 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 He understands that the disciples have a blind spot for not just Gentiles, but women. And he understands that here in a few years, a year, year and a half, he's going to be given instructions that say, Go ye therefore into all the land and make disciples of all nations. And that the disciples are going to need to understand that this great news of the kingdom of God is not just localized in Israel, it's for the world. I I think that's one, one way that we could look at it. But I think there's another way. I think that Jesus is placing barriers before this woman so that her faith will be strong he's putting resistance out there so that their her faith will be strong you, you guys know about resistance i mean if you're a weightlifter right i mean kevin for example his, his arms are bigger than my legs right it, he's been to the gym before right so he gets it you, you you know there's there's a resistant this happens you look like me you've never seen a weight room in your life right Jesus is trying to draw her faith out and strengthen it. He, he uses this technique often. If you remember, he, he used it with the rich young ruler. You remember that story? Uh, occurrence. Uh, the rich young ruler comes and says, Hey, I, you know, I, I, I want to I believe here. What, what do I do? And Jesus says, Well... Do you keep the law? There's, there's a resistance. Uh, yeah, I keep the law. I, you know, well, have you done this, 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 and this? Resistance. The guy says, Yeah, I've done it. I'm, 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 I'm check, 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 check. Jesus says, Sell everything you've got, follow me. Resistance. And he went away sad. Th- th- this is different, right? The the resistance didn't shut the woman down. If anything, it caused her to approach Jesus more boldly. So in some ways, that resistance that appears on the surface to be unkind or cruel or or, or uncaring is really strengthening that faith that Jesus has already given her as a gift. All right. That's how I look at the story. We, we, it, it's almost anticlimactic that Jesus heals the, 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 the daughter, but uh, that's not something that we should look, look away from. So let, let's talk a little bit about observations derived from the Can- Canaanite woman. I got three. So the observation number one is the, the woman's circumstances... Reminds us that our life is full of trouble. Job 14 tells us that man who is born of a woman is few of days and full of trouble. Everybody has trouble. Everybody in this room right now has something going on. You got something going on. It could be on the continuum of suffering. It could be little and it could be massive. But we got trouble. This life is hard. It, 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 is, it is not easy. And it's difficult. And there is nothing necessarily Christian about this. It's for everybody. Whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, life is trouble. What's interesting about this woman is her vocalization of her trouble. I feel like that there was a time when if somebody in the church or the community, our, 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 our community, had trouble, then, man, we got on the phone and we i got to tell people. But it seems like we're becoming more private now. It, it seems like that we're unwilling to share the struggles that we have. Now, is this because that we're scared to death that somebody's going to post it on whatever social media platforms are popular these days? I, I'm not sure. But But it does seem that We've taken a step backwards. And that this group, Grace Baptist, it, it, at the very least, we should be here to bear each other's burdens. And if there is trouble that you have or trouble that you're experiencing, man, you, get, you need to tell your brothers and sisters about it so we can pray and love you and help you and encourage you and be there beside you. This woman had no problem with it. She vocalized her her pain. But let's take it from the Christian, non Christian world, and let's let observation number two really narrows it, narrows it down to, to, to the Christian experience. Namely, the woman's circumstances reinforces the truth that trials are often a means to which God either strengthens our faith. Or creates a divine appointment so that we will give faith. Let me let me let me let me take that in two parts. As 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 Christians, we're going to have the trials. We're going to have. There there. It's 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 just going to happen. But we know from words from James, for example, that counted all joys when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. In other words, there's, there, there's, there's something about the trials, there's something about hardships that cause us as Christians to recenter ourselves and focus on the one that we know can help. This woman went to the right place. So it's interesting that she knows where to go with the problem. It's Christ. But if you think about it for a minute, if you think about it for a minute, what if she didn't have this problem? What if her daughter hadn't had a demon inside of it or whatever this problem was? Would she have sought Jesus? Is it possible that that trial was placed in her her life as a gift? As a gift? So that it would bring her to the end of herself and know that help had to come outside of her. Right? As you face your troubles in life, as you face the struggles, and believe me, you're going to face them. If you're not facing them now, you're going to. Know that Christ cares. We we are not people that that hope in vain. I, I do not see how, if, you, if you're here and you're not a believer, I don't see how, uh, my hat's off to you if I don't see how you do it. I swear I don't see how you make it. I don't know that I could get out of the bed in the morning if I didn't know that Christ reigns. <laughs> because it's just too hard. It's just too difficult. But we, the people of God, Hope. And for those that aren't believers, this is an invitation. Trust Him. Trust Him through the hard times and the good times. Trust Him. Observation number three, and and John could take this, and he could probably make two or three sermons off of it. But the Canaanite woman provides us a great picture of great faith. Look what Jesus says. O woman... Great is your faith. Great! You you know that in in, in all Scripture, Jesus doesn't say this very often. I think the other time he says it to a centurion, another Gentile. Why is her faith so great? Well, I'm not going to spend all the time that that, that we could on this. You know, her, her faith is great because it's passionate. Her great it, faith is great because it's humble. Her faith is great is because it's it it, it, it perseveres. I, I, I can't help but read this story and think about Jesus' parable about the unjust judge and the woman that keeps coming to him and coming. Give me a ruling, give me a ruling, and give me a ruling. And Jesus, or the, the, the judge in the parable, does it not because he cares for her, but just because he's Wants to get rid of her. And then Jesus says, And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. But that's not what I want to highlight about her faith. Because you can be passionate about your faith. You can be persevering in your faith, you could you can take action in your faith and it still not be good. I'll give you an example. So uh, next week is the NFL draft and the Dallas Cowboys will draft a future Hall of Famer. No doubt I have faith. In September they will play the football season and I have exceedingly great faith that they will make it to the playoffs and I have even greater faith that they are going to win the 2022 2023 Super Bowl championship I got faith guys I'm I'm persevering I believe it to be true I am claiming it to be true there's just one problem the Dallas Cowboys will let you down The object of my faith is not the best. You, 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 can, you can have all the faith in the world, but if you aren't f- that faith isn't pointed to Christ, then it's shaky. This woman's faith was great because it pointed to Jesus. It trusted. Jesus for everything. Two quick observations that we can be derived from from the way Jesus reacts here. Number one is is God doesn't often answer our pleas, our prayers, our requests in the time we desire. This is something that happens all through the Bible, right? We think of Abram. I mean, Abram gets the, the message: "Hey, you're going to be a blessing. You're going to, you know, you're you're going to have a child." And and then it's 15, 20, I mean, It's it's a long time before that is consummated. I, 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 the the even better example is 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 th- you remember the story about Lazarus? You know, Lazarus sick. Mary and Martha send word to go get Jesus because they got faith. They understand that Jesus is the guy that can help them. And the Bible says that Jesus loved them. And then the next verse says, he delayed two days. That didn't make sense, right? On the surface, well, I mean, what? what? He, if, if he loves them, man, he ought to hightail it there right now, right? Right? But he loves them, yet he delayed. The the woman experiences the same thing. She, She comes to Jesus. She needs help, and he says nothing. She continues to come, and he doesn't give her the answer she wants. She pleads with him. She's down on her knees pleading. And again, he doesn't give her the answer she wants, but she keeps coming back. There is purpose in the delay. Mary and Martha would not have been able to understand that Jesus is the resurrection and the life unless they could see it, right? There's purpose in the delay, and so it is so difficult for us to understand that and to Get that in our brains when we pray for someone and pray for a circumstance and pray for a situation and it doesn't get better and it doesn't get better and it doesn't get better. I encourage you, keep praying. God loves you. He's ready to hear you. He's hearing you. He's working it out for your good. Don't give up. Lastly, I can't, I can't help but, but look at this story and say that this is a beautiful picture that Christ is for all peoples. I mean Can, can you imagine this story? This occurrence? Th- this is a Canaanite woman. <laughs> the gospel, is not just for Jews or Americans or Iraqis or Chinese. He's for the world. Y'all, he's for the world. God loves the world. I love it when Jeremiah puts these uh, unreached people groups on our, our, our prayer list. It reminds us that This idea of Jesus dying on the cross for sinners is not just a personal thing, though it is very personal. It's something that needs to be shared. All right, we're going to close. And i got one final thing. As we look at this scripture if we take a 50,000-foot view, and we'll close with this. I I know in the midst, we've got believers and we've got unbelievers, no, no question about it. It has to be. This is a beautiful picture of the gospel. The Canaanite woman is separated from Christ. She is outside the promises of God. She is outside of the law of God. She is an outsider. In fact, there, there, was, there were Jews at that time that would pray, devout Jews that would pray, and they would, they would pray that, praise God, thank God that I am not a Gentile, and praise God that I'm not a woman. She is separated. Is that not what we are before Christ? Dead, as it were. She is facing a hopeless situation. A situation that she couldn't fix. Her daughter is demon-possessed. There's no medicine that they can give the girl to fix it. It's not something that she can do. The situation is not something that she can handle. Is that not where we're at before Christ? We can't, we can't fix it. We can't get good enough. We can't, there's nothing we can do. There's not a scale that we can balance. We are in deep, deep, deep trouble. But God chases sinners. God chases people. You know, it, it, she, she didn't come up to Tyre and Sidon. He went down. To Tyre and Sidon. He went down there. Yeah, maybe it was because he needed a break and relax. But we know that there was a divine appointment. We know that he's the sovereign God of the universe. He knew there was a woman who had a demon-possessed daughter that had a divine appointment. And that's what he does for us. He chases us down. So that, We don't have to settle for crumbs. He will seat us at the table. If you are here and you're not a believer, I invite you to that table. Trust Christ. There's no better way. Trust Christ. If you're a believer, gosh, what a good day to know that Jesus loves you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your grace and mercy. Father, you work as you sovereignly see fit in our lives. Save the lost, encourage the saints. In Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Grace Baptist Church podcast. You can listen to past sermons at podbean.com. Search Grace Baptist Church. China Grove to find us. You can also find us on Apple Podcast, Search Grace Baptist Church China Grove. You can also join us at the South Rowan YMCA nine hundred fifty Kimball Road, China Grove, North Carolina. We meet on Sunday mornings at nine thirty for fellowship and service starts at ten. Thank you for listening and remember to be intentional in making disciples this week.